Hi, I'm Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Darian America Show. And I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of the Darian America Show, which airs every Saturday from noon to 1 central on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from 1590 AM and 95.9 FM in the Chicagoland area, WCGORadio.com, or watch the live feed at Facebook.com slash WCGORadio. The latest podcast episode becomes available every Sunday. You can find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to DarianAmerica at Hotmail.com. The United States Champion of Justice. Fixing America's issues one state at a time. We have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. Welcome to the Darian America Show on WCGO. This is America. Don't catch you slipping, no. Don't catch you slipping, no. Right. Good afternoon, Chicago, Illinois. Thank you for tuning in to the Darian America Show. WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. If you'd like to be a part of the show today, you can always call me at 877-711-5611. Call in, chime in, talk about what we're talking about today, man. If you got an opinion, you want to voice it, I'd love to hear it. Or, of course, you can follow me on my Facebook page, Darian America or Darian D. Silk Sims. That's my karaoke name. And karaoke was kind of fun last night, man. I must admit, you know, even though yesterday was very tough, very trying, it was a good night. And any night you can walk away from is a good night. You know, my singers, they love to do it. And they're just so impatient, man. It's like if you go to the store and you get behind that person with the shopping cart, it could be two shopping carts worth. And you just got a couple of items in your hands. You have to wait until they're done and there's nothing you can do about it. And what really puzzles me and tickles me at times is my patrons get frustrated at me, but the music is music. It moves and it's time. You can't speed music up. Well, you can, but it makes you sound like the chipmunks. And you don't want to sound like that. You want to sound good. So be patient. I got you. And I do start at 9 p.m. So if you're getting there at 1215, you're probably not going to sing because my, my people come in. The list pretty big. Okay, so let's get to it. My hot button topics for the day. Zoomies. It's a skating apparel shop down on the, well, not the Magnificent Mile. I think it's on uh, State and Madison. They were vandalized, and this is the eighth time it's happened. What's happening is people are smashing into the door and basically trying to get merchandise. And it's not... An uncommon practice. You know, I'm a loss prevention guy. You know, I did that for about 10 years of my career. And the opportunist is usually the shoplifters that a lot of us, uh, that we would catch. But it's those professionals, man. They bust in and they run, they do it fast. They bust in there, grab all your stuff, and get out of there. And it's always been kind of a a hot topic thing down in, in around that area, the Magnificent Mile. The Gucci store has been hit a few times. And they, of course, they think it's a ring. I'm sure it's a ring, because if you're going to go in and hit the Gucci store, you got to kind of know what you're doing. You know, average Joe Blow is not going to walk in there and say, oh, I'm going to get this scarf. Nah, man, they watching you. <laughs> it's those professionals that make it happen. And it just got me to, to really thinking. You know, that's what kind of sparked the state that we're covering today. 
everybody is saying that how they want to leave Chicago. They're leaving Illinois. They're tired of Illinois stuff. Trust and believe. It's rough here. But if you can make it here in Illinois, in Chicago, you can make it anywhere. Something else that I wanted to go into, and it's kind of why my day was really hard yesterday. We had to lay to rest my fraternity brother's wife. Miss Tanya Williams, she was tragically, tragically gunned down on the 23rd of February. It's crazy. She was one of the sweetest people I ever met. I mean, she ran a daycare. She took care of everybody's kids. She was a pillar in the community. This woman would not hurt a fly. And for somebody to tragically end her, it's extremely frustrating, man. You know, my heart bleeds for my fraternity brother. We're, I mean, we say fraternity. I really want to drop that word. We, those are my brothers, man. And to see her in that state yesterday and to see him, I mean, the man is a mountain of a man. And I could see the pain on him. The whole room, this woman was phenomenal. I just did their engagement party in October. And, I mean, just as sweet as she wanted to be. Love some Beyonce. She giving me orders, telling me what to do. And I'm like, yeah, Tanya, I got you. I mean, of course, you know, I'm working for them. But this was just a few months ago. And now she's physically no longer here with us. You know, I've said this many a time, that... Humans are not mature enough for guns. There's not one good reason you can tell me to have guns. And I'm really willing to listen. If you can call up and tell me what's a good reason to have guns outside of protection, give me a call at 877-711-5611. We don't need them. If you're going to have guns, there's a way that I think you should have them. Why can't we do guns like rental cars? Why can't we have people, we can have gun houses set up with people who are police powered. I mean, they could go to the police station if you want to save space on all these buildings that we have that are available. All the buildings that are in Chicago with the red X on them. And guess what? Those buildings are all across the country. Why can't we have people come to the gun houses, state why they're going to use it? And you got to sign this out. I mean, it's just a little time. You fill out what you're going to do with this gun, why you're using this gun, and you have it for a certain amount of time. And then once you're done, you bring it back. What do you need it at your house for? I'm protecting my house. I'm going to protect my... Come on, man. It's cowardice. And we have so many different ways to protect our homes. Security is going to be here until the end of time. And what are people breaking into your house for anyway? They're trying to get what you have, obviously. And I know you want to protect your assets. Trust me, I get that. I've had, I used to have sounds in my cars, man. I've been driving trucks with sounds, and I've had the sound stolen out of my car at least on three different occasions. 
after I've chunked down thousands of dollars to have this miraculous sound system. And it wasn't even that good. It's just, just the fact that I had it. These dudes had to have it. And I'm going to tell you, the last time my car was broken into, they took all of my sounds. They took my DVD player. They took my sounds. But they didn't take my audio mixer. And that's what I was using to make a living. They left that, didn't know what that was, or maybe they couldn't carry it. But I'm thinking they just didn't know what it was, and they wanted to have these stupid sounds, this stupid radio, this stupid amp that you could probably go to a pawn shop and get all of that for under, for under 200 bucks. But everybody wants to have a gun. I want to go to the gun range. And what do they have at the gun range? The poster that they're using. What is it shaped like? A man. So you're going to practice how to kill. We don't need guns, y'all. One of my sorority sisters at the funeral, she told me she lived in Dubai for a while. These third world countries. Their police don't have guns. The citizens definitely can't have guns. They need to go away. And I know the biggest reason why we still have the guns, Mr. President Donald Trump is definitely an avid member of the NRA. It's money. This, these pieces of paper, these pieces of metal that we print the president's pictures on, and the biggest bill don't even have the president on it. It's Ben Franklin. And look, if you're talking about the $500 bill or the $1,000 bill, if you got one of those, call me at 877-711-5611 because I want to see what that looks like. The biggest bill I see has Ben Franklin on it. But you get enough of those Ben Franklin bills, you can pass them around to people. It makes such a big difference. But the price of a life, a life what is the price of one life worth? It's priceless. We really, truly need to reevaluate these guns. I know I was kind of talking around exploring running for president about a year or two ago. I don't want to be the president. But I am a responsible, concerned citizen that feels like gun control, it needs to be taken care of. But we keep twiddling our thumbs and say, yeah, we're going to get to it. We're going to take care of it. We don't care enough. So another tragic, tragic murder. Another loss of life to these killing tools that you're too scared to get rid of because you don't want to be next to the person that you're taking out. You want to be way away from them. Cowardice. When we come back, we're going to talk about what state we're covering today. This is the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Let's go. And welcome back to the Darien America Show, WCGO 95.9 FM. What state are we covering today, y'all? Well, I kind of touched on it, and if you don't know, you better ask somebody. We are covering the state of crime. The crime. It is it's rampant. It's outrageous. But is Chicago the number one crime city in America? Well, you may think so. And it may feel like it. I mean, I live on 79th, so I see crime constantly. But it's not the most dangerous city. And I'm going to read them off to you and let you know where they're 
they're struggling just as bad as we are. And I can only imagine what the news looks like in these cities as opposed to what it looks like here. The number 10 city, that's one of the most dangerous cities in America. And I never would have thought this. Buffalo. Buffalo, New York is number 10 on the most dangerous list. And let me tell you what the numbers are. I, I didn't print it out a couple of sheets. In Buffalo, they have a population of 262,000 people. And per 100,000 people, they have 1,238 violent incidents. That could be anything. That could be muggings. That could be rape. That could be murder. But they have a 1,238 incidents in Buffalo. Buffalo, I mean, look at the population, 260, almost 300,000. That is high. And you wouldn't think that where the Buffalo Bills come from, that is, you know, that much crime. You would think because East Coast, that they shouldn't have crime like that. But it's there. And it gets colder in Buffalo than it does in Chicago. So you can't say the cold keeps the crime down. But it's happening. And they are more dangerous than Chicago. Number nine city. <laughs> Believe land, Cleveland. The home of LeBron James. That's right. And I'm not taking a shot at LeBron because, honestly, I love what LeBron has done. If you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. LeBron tried to help his city. He built schools. He provided bicycles for people to get to school. I bet that school, <laughs> it probably looks like something out of a dream. Because I remember the days that we had a computer lab with the big stupid Apple computers and, now nah, how about this, the Tandy. Yeah. But Cleveland, 397,000 people, they have 1,363 incidents per 100,000 people. They going crazy in Cleveland. And even when LeBron was there, you can't blame this on just one guy who's playing basketball, but he's trying to do something about it. But it's still the ninth deadliest city in America. Number eight, I never even heard of this city. I mean, come on. I, I mean, you don't know them all, even though I've been here for 40 plus years. Stockton, California. They have a population of 295,000, and they have 1,400 violent incidents per 100,000 people. You kind of see where I'm going, or you see the trend that's happening. The smaller cities are the ones with the bigger crime. Is that because they can't have enough police force? And does the police, how, actually, what is it that they can do to stop this? Because usually, when do you call 911? After the incident. But it's something that I'm going to discuss a little bit later on in this, this show. A term that I hear a lot that, that needs to go away. But Stockton, number eight. Deadliest cities. Number seven. This one shocked me, but it shouldn't. But it's near the nation's capital. Baltimore. Now, we've seen, I mean, The Wire, probably one of the greatest television shows ever. But it was based in Baltimore. Is it based off Baltimore? Make me not want to walk the city. 626,000 people, roughly. 1,000, 
417 violent incidents per 100,000 people. It's like, why is this going on? And you say the police need to do more. You need a bigger police presence. The police can only do so much. We need to police ourselves at times. You know, something's been going around, of course, good old social media, where I've seen this question a lot. And they're saying, if your son committed a violent crime, if your son killed somebody, if your son robbed a bank, would you turn him in? I'm going to be honest with you. If my son was brazen enough to end somebody's life, and he did it intentionally, not in defense of himself, his mother, his sister, his family, his girlfriend or whatever. And he just killed somebody because he didn't like him. I'm turning his ass in. I surely would. I may kill him before I get a chance to turn him in. How could you end somebody's life so frivolously, playing God? And then you're going to act like, he shouldn't have did it. And the one thing that drives me crazy, and I see being a loss prevention guy, I remember I had a case where me and this guy, we fought in the front of a Target for 15 minutes. He had at least $350 worth of DVDs on him. Now, DVDs, you know it can get up in price, but the man grabbed like a stack of them off the shelf and put them in his pants and just refused to give them back. And I wrestled with this dude, and his first words to me was, I ain't going back to the county. <laughs> well, how about you drop the DVDs you have and maybe you won't have to go back to the county? He wouldn't get rid of the stuff. Now, and I will say this, he wasn't trying to fight me to hurt me. He was trying to get away, and I wasn't letting him go. I'm like, man, look, my kids got to eat. I got to eat. You're <laughs> and I fought him. And when we finally got him arrested and he went to court, I went to testify against him. Because once you, of course, you got to testify when you've apprehended people. And when I went up to stand with the state's attorney, half the courtroom stood up. His family was in there deep. And then as I got to describing what happened with me and the guy, and I told them, well, you know, we was wrestling for about 15 minutes, and I handcuffed him to the cart rail. His mother let out this wail. Oh, my God. What they doing to my baby? Really? <laughs> you need to ask? How about your baby is doing stuff he has no business doing? Them DVDs didn't belong to him. What did he put him in his pants for? Just got out the county. Is it the mentality that we have to be corrupt in order to be successful? I mean, so what? He, he's still about 20 DVDs, right? 20 or 30. You selling them. You're not selling them for the price Target's selling them for. I mean, Target may be selling them for, you know, tar you know new uh, release Tuesday. They was giving them away for like nine bucks maybe. And then once they go to the regular price, it's 15 or 20. You're not finna give me a hot DVD for 20 bucks. Probably pay five for it. So you just stole these 30 DVDs, and you finna sell them for five bucks each. And then when we get to court, you've been caught. And your family, after I testified, the public defender, well, not the public defender, the state's attorney, she tells me, um, you might want to head to your car pretty quickly and move fast because they don't seem to be too happy with you. The hell is that? <laughs> I'm doing my job. 
you can't send me a, a sheriff out there to walk me to my car. <laughs> it's bad enough they know where I work at. And you better believe some of the shoplifters that I apprehended, that's the first thing they said to me. When I get out, I'll be back. All I'm doing is my job. I'm trying to feed my kids. I'm trying to put clothes on my back. You came into the store to be dishonest. And then you get those mothers that want to act like they baby ain't doing wrong. I don't know where you failed with them. Maybe you didn't fail with them. But for you to react like that, when I'm telling you <laughs> I had to handcuff your son to the cart rail in the front of the store, did you react like that when you found out he stole those DVDs? Did you go, oh, my God, baby, what you doing? No, nah, because if he would have got away with it, you would have been okay with that. Yeah, mama, here goes some money. Now, was he stealing for his mom? Was he stealing to, to buy groceries? I doubt it. And if he was, why don't you try it the other way? Try getting a job. And I know it's hard out here. Everybody can't get a job, man. It's a billion people in America. Could you imagine if every American had a job? Somebody is not going to be able or fortunate enough to have one. I understand that. But you don't get to keep committing crimes and getting away with it. I think that's the main reason why I stayed in loss prevention as long as I did. Because you got people stealing and they getting away with it. And I think that's wrong. I'd had three sets of sounds took out of my car that I will never see and have no idea who took them. And somebody walking around... Yeah, I hit that that little cherry red Honda Passport, man. We got him. <laughs> yeah, we got him. <laughs> yeah. I'll never know who did it because you're not going to be man enough to come stand in my face and tell me you took it. So, yeah. If my son murdered somebody, I'm not hiding him. Because you're not God and you have no reason to take somebody's life unless they're trying to take yours or one of a loved one. I'm going to kill you because I don't like you. Man, if I had a dollar for everybody that said that to me, <laughs> I'd probably have about 10 bucks. No, I'm kidding. The point is, man, don't let people get away with certain crimes. We need to talk about certain things. So I left off at Baltimore. You know what the number six dangerous city? I mean, how much time you said we had, Drew? Oh, okay, cool. I can do it to this one. We're coming up on a break, but I want to hit this next city because a lot of people filter to this city when they say they're sick of Chicago and they're ready to make dreams happen. And I thought about going to this city, and honestly, it probably would be a good idea for what I'm trying to be a part of. But the number six city, the most deadliest city in America, is Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, one of those hot cities. And we got... Their population is 425,000, roughly. And they have 1,433 incidents per 100,000 people. Now, I see that Atlanta has that, but you got to look at it. The people are going down there to try to make a start. Why can't the criminals go down there to make a start? Makes sense to me. When we come back, we're going to continue to discuss the deadliest cities in America. And what can we do... To help prevent this, you're listening to the Darian America Show, WCGO 1590, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Let's go. Welcome back to the Darian America Show, WCGO 95.9 FM. 
We're discussing the state of crime today, y'all. And I was going on a bit of a rant. You know, I've seen over social media where they're asking about, would you turn your, your son in if you knew he committed a violent crime? And I said, I'm turning him in if I don't kill him first. I mean, that'd probably be the better alternative if he took somebody out. I bought you in this world. I will take you out. And I swear I didn't know what that meant. My mother said it to me once a time. And you hear that a lot. But when until you've had to use that line, because you be dead serious. Man, and my kids ain't really done nothing that bad. But I had to flex that line a little bit. And you mean it. And I know, now I know my mother meant it when she said it to me. She definitely said it to my brother once upon a time. I mean... I wouldn't his mama up thing on bro. Bro was talking smack. And she sure did. My mother's a spitfire, man. She may be crazy at times, but you're not finna mess with her. And I ain't mad at that. Those are the type of mothers that we need. Unfortunately, my mother had to be a single mom, and it wasn't, you know, by choice. My father passed away. And my father, you know, from what I was told, because I only had him for five years, and I don't remember five years of it, but they was like, Man, Bonnie and Clyde, they <laughs> if she said something, he backed her up. And that's what it was. So those are the type of parents we need. We need the parents to stay in people's lives, man, even though the parents don't stay together. And I'm not saying that's what's causing all this crime. I don't know. I mean, I'm not talking to the people that's doing the crimes. Those are not the ones that I deal with. The people in my world don't commit crimes like this. But it still happens. And parents, you play a role in it. You have to you got to control your kids. It starts early, and you have to recognize the signs early, and you can't ignore the signs. I mean, I'm, it, I'm, hey, I'm not a professional. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't pretend to be one. But if you see your child doing something that you didn't do, you need, you need to address it. And if you are that type of person that encourages your children, because some parents, they go on crime sprees together with the kids. They use the kids. Loss prevention will show you a lot of stuff, man. I swear, I busted up a lot of rings where the mom would hide the stuff on the kids. And in order for you to apprehend somebody, you have to take the one who has the merchandise. But if the child didn't select it, see, you need five steps in order to commit an apprehension. <laughs> commit is the wrong word. To perform an apprehension. You have to have selection, which is them picking up the item concealment, which is them hiding it wherever they hide it. You have to maintain observation on them, 100%. You can't lose them because sometimes people, they get nervous or they know that you're on to them and they'll dump it. They'll dump the merchandise. So selection, concealment, maintained observation, them walking past the final point of sale, which is whatever the registers are. You know, usually the registers are at the front of the store and then they commit to walking out the exit before you apprehend. So... How do you do that when the parent is making a selection and she's concealing it on the child? Hmm. Kid don't know. Or the kid might know and play like they don't know. So who do you grab? Fruit for thought. So still working on these top 10 most dangerous cities. I left off at Atlanta. A lot of people run down to Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta finna be the spot, man. I'm gonna go in and blow up. Atlanta probably is a place where I should be because they're big in radio, television, internet. That's what they do now. That's what I want to do. So, of course, it could happen in Chicago, but it's hard to do it in Chicago because everybody doesn't have the same goal. I'm still working on producing a film now. 
And when I try to put things out for people and, you know, I need people to show up for auditions, they don't have the same passion that I do. I should probably be surrounded with people with that same passion. I mean, you see it at karaoke. <laughs> there are not a lot of people who can, they can't get out with me. And it's not their fault. I mean, I've been singing since I was four. It's hard to find a group of people who has the same passion and commitment and can perform like you. So, yeah, if I was to go to Atlanta, that's where a lot of those people are going, and I should be able to surround myself with those. But that doesn't mean it's not people in Chicago that aren't in some little hold-up room practicing and doing what they should be doing and making things happen. I mean, some of these YouTube movies and these little two-minute, five-minute vignettes, they're awesome. Those are the people I need to be around. They all ran to Atlanta, but Atlanta's one of the most dangerous cities in America. Number five, Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham has a population of 213,000, and they have 1,483 violent crimes per 100,000 people. Can we still blame it on the South being slow and behind everything? This is 2020. No. It could be economic persecution. Why they're struggling like that? It could be. But we got to do better. You know, and still, I just don't believe in that. I don't see nothing, man. I ain't going to say nothing, man. The term that I was referring to earlier, <laughs> I hate it. I think it started in Philadelphia. Snitches get stitches. How crass is that? Because the thing is, if it doesn't happen to you, then it doesn't matter, right? But if it happened to somebody that you know, you're going to feel a certain type of way. If I knew the person who killed my nephew, you think I ain't going to tell on him? Look, I don't have a weapon. I don't have a gun. I don't want a gun. I'm not mature enough. I said this earlier. Human beings are not mature enough for the power of a gun. So I'm going to tell the professionals. You doggone right I'm going to tell the police if I know something. Oh, stitches get, snitches get stitches, man. No, you can't say nothing. That's stupid. It's flat out stupid. Why would you let somebody get away with a crime like that? I ain't talking about stealing bubble gum from the gas station. I'm talking about ending somebody. I'm talking about these big time crimes. Drug dealing, you know what? I don't care about that, honestly. You could be Nino Brown as far as I'm concerned. If you want to sell as many bricks or as many bales of wheat, I don't care. Because somebody has to want to buy that. I don't want to buy it. So it ain't bothering me. And the main reason that it's a problem is because the government can't tax it. They can't get their cut. That's what prohibition was about with the alcohol back in the day. They could not get their cut. So we're getting close to the end, y'all. I had a lot, of, a lot of numbers on these lists, man. And I'm going to just tell you what the most violent cities are. So we stopped at Birmingham. Then Memphis is number four. Yep where Graceland is. Oakland is number three. St. Louis is number two. And the most dangerous city in America is Detroit. Yeah, with all of the, the houses being va vacant and abandoned there, Detroit is allegedly the number one most violent city. But you know what name I didn't hear? Chicago. So while everybody's complaining about how bad Chicago is, 
Why is it so bad? Because you're not opening your mouth and saying stuff when you see it? It ain't got to be that way, y'all. Let's fix it. Ah, welcome back to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. And I, oh my gosh, I'm laughing at myself. Yeah, I ended my show 15 minutes early, y'all. <laughs> oh my goodness, fatigue is a beautiful thing, man. But this is live radio, and that's why I love being live, because you never know what you're going to get. And absolutely, I did my whole sign-off and everything, so... <laughs> We got 15 minutes to go, man. I'm using all my time. Forget that. So what I was talking about, the most dangerous cities in America. Now I got your top 10 with the highest crime rates. And I'm going to kind of go because honestly, some of the cities that are on here are some of the cities that were from the most dangerous. But still, one thing in common with both of them. Chicago is not on it. So everybody's complaining and talking about how bad it is here. And don't get me wrong. We got some issues, absolutely. But it ain't the worst city. It's not. So the highest crime, and these are the murder cities, the highest crime rate for murder. Number 10 is Baton, Lou, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You got the honor of being on the top 10 list. Yeah, Baton Rouge, they say because the weather is nice, but people are always outside and they're always doing stuff, man. So... But I want to, man, I want to go to Louisiana. I want to go kick it there. I want to go to Mardi Gras so bad, but I bet you that's just a handful. I remember going to Freaknik back in the day, and they say that Mardi Gras, Freaknik on steroids. So the number nine highest crime rate for murder city is Oakland. So Oakland is on both lists. But again, it's that smaller population, and because they don't have the manpower to help defend these crimes. Number eight, which threw me, I had no idea they were killing people like this, Cincinnati. I only think about the music festival for Cincinnati. I didn't, <laughs> Cincinnati is kind of one of those forget-me cities. I don't think about Cincinnati at all, other than the, the Nasty Boys, the Reds back in the day. But I think sports kind of makes you feel a certain type of way about certain cities. I think Cincinnati only has the Bengals and uh, the Reds, so... No reason to go to Cincinnati, but if you go there, <laughs> they're killing people. Number seven, Jackson, Mississippi. The South always had it rough, man. Well, look at its history. They had us down there picking cotton. They allegedly let us go. Didn't let us really vote until after the 60s. Still barbaric and archaic. Jackson, Mississippi, number seven, the highest murder rates. Number six, Birmingham. So Birmingham is pretty much right in the middle of both lists, most dangerous cities. And I always, you know, I always wanted to go to Alabama and just hang out there. Well, Mississippi, Mississippi what am I talking about? Man, I'm confusing my states, my cities, all that. They're still killing people there. Coming in at number five, good old Baltimore. And all I think about every time I hear the name Baltimore, I just think of The Wire. I think of The Wire, and I just be feeling like, is that how they living next to the nation's capital? I mean, D.C. is in the same area, D.C., Virginia. Number four, making another appearance, St. Louis. And I used to go to Carbondale, and Carbondale is not too far from St. Louis. Would not have thought 
that they are killing people like that in St. Louis. Why? Number three, this is a new name to the list. Newark, New Jersey. East Coast representing. But you got New Jersey on this list. New York is not on this list. What you think about that? I mean, Brooklyn, I would have thought that, you know, the bigger cities, the bigger boroughs. But again, Newark is a smaller population. One of my people on Facebook said it earlier, no manpower. Who's going to police these people? Number two, just bought it up. Good old Nolans, New Orleans is the second most dangerous city in America when it comes to murders. Don't go down there to the Big Easy. You got to have your head on the swivel. And coming in at number one for both lists, Detroit. What's going on in Motown, man? We ain't making music no more, but we taking people out. So what can we do to fix this, y'all? Because my moniker is the United States Champion of Justice Fixing America's Issues One State at a Time. I don't know if I got enough magic in my body to fix this. But the first thing that we should do, and I mentioned it earlier, the, the horse is already out the barn. You're not going to put that, that horse back in the barn as far as guns. I can't imagine that America is going to strip its citizens of the guns because it's a money grab. It's a big money grab. For America to snatch up as much money as they can, really big, at a big time, one bulk chump, Sell some guns. And I didn't think gun sales were that big until I was the assets protection manager for Cabela's in Hammond, Indiana. I saw some firepower in there, man. <laughs> we had a gun that could shoot down a helicopter. Can somebody explain to me why that gun exists in a store in Hammond, Indiana? Why would you need, why in the world would you need that? So you're getting ready and you're getting prepared for our borders to be invaded. And you're going to sit up and set up and shoot down a helicopter. And then snitches get stitches. You better not tell on them. <laughs> that is the most asinine, absurd thing I've ever seen. I mean, the shells for this thing. Bigger than this microphone, if you're watching me on, on Facebook. Much bigger. So you're loading this giant thing into a cannon, basically. And you're shooting this at somebody. We got to get rid of the guns. Like I said, rent them. Why can't you go check it out? What you going to do with this gun? Oh, I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to go on an expedition in, in Africa. Okay, that's legit. Well, I want to take it to the gun range. Okay, that's legit. I'm going to go hunting. Okay, that's legit. You going to eat the food that you kill? Probably not. You're just going to shoot them and leave them there. <laughs> Cowardice. Those are the only reasons I can see to use a gun. What else you need it for? You going to shoot at people? We don't need them, y'all. We don't need them. We don't need them. If you, you know, and I understand, you know, ladies being the fair sex, they smaller. They may not be able to go fist to fist with no big giant man. And she may need a pistol to get this dude off her. We got to come up with a better way. Is there something else? And the tasers, yeah, I get it. 
you got the certain tasers where you can shoot the the strings out at them and it attached to them. But you got those tasers where you got to get real close to them and use them. It's got to be some type of common ground we can come up with so that we don't have to keep ending people's lives. I mean, the gun range itself, man, get rid of those, those signs you setting up. Yeah, this is a kill shot. If I hit somebody here, why would you want to do that? I can't even imagine what we going to war for. We go to war for currency, oil. Yeah, you're talking about defending people's rights and their lives in other countries, but they're fighting them for land, for space, for the things that they possess. I want to own that. I want to take it from them. So I'm going to go shoot them. It's stupid. And I don't have a problem saying it. And if you're a gun owner and your objective is to shoot at people, you a jackass and you're stupid. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> my luck, somebody going to shoot him. <laughs> don't shoot your boy, D-Silk, but I can call you names. I mean, names are just names. They don't hurt anybody. But they can hit as hard as a fist, right? Okay. Is it the financing? Do we need jobs? Is that why people are shooting at each other? Man, if I can kill enough people, that'll free up some space where I can work. Well, you know what? You're going to have to come up with a way to find something that you can do that people need. I swear when I think of Bill Gates and Microsoft and the Internet, they provided us with something that was necessary for humanity. It was like Henry Ford inventing a car. Can you come up with that next thing? I mean, I know it's not everybody's mindset to be sitting around thinking, what is it that Americans need? I mean, we went from eight tracks to cassettes to CDs to MP3s, Blu-rays. Even that's a different class. But you have to keep evolving. So what is it that you can do to make sure you get finance to get this stupid currency with the pictures of the president on it and the metal? But that's what we live by. What can you do to generate enough of that? But even if you don't, does it make you want to kill somebody? I'll be honest. I've been angry at some people in my life. I mean, I'm a, I'm a cancer. They say we're sensitive. And I've been really, really angry. But I've never been angry enough to end somebody's life. I don't have it in me. Now, I fight you. If I got to fight, man, back against the wall, ashy knuckles, I ain't scared to go toe-to-toe with you. Ain't no Kool-Aid in these veins. But I want you to be able to get up and walk away and go back to your family. We need to think about that, y'all, as we're taking people's lives. We're not gods. We're only built in his image. This is the Darian America Show, WCGO 1590, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Have a good afternoon, y'all. Again. And you've been listening to the Darian America Show, brought to you on WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. We air each and every Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. This is Darian America saying thank you for tuning in.